Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. And tonight we're going to help even more because we're joined by Alexa Machado. Alexa is a portrait photographer and educator in San Diego. She runs Alexa Machado Photography and also is building her own educational platform uh, where she teaches people how to add a little bit of magic to her photos. And I'm also now realizing this is the second time we've run through it and I've pronounced your name probably wrong every single time again. And I'm so sorry, Lexi. You were so close. You pronounced it right a few times. (laughs) I like that every time I do it, I'm like, wait, I probably got it wrong last time. I'll just pronounce it a little bit different this time instead of like sticking with one. It's very entertaining. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Jeez. I love. I love it. I love it when Stephen messes up. It makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> I'm so. not even going to tell you the right way to pronounce it. I'm just going to let you keep guessing. Oh. Jeez. Oh wow. It's Thanks. like a mystery box. <laughs> One of those guests is going to put me on the edge of edge of my seat the whole time. Wow. <laughs> oh, really, really, just trying to to please you and make you happy. So on our first run through all of this, the first time when I also mispronounce your name every single time, um, <laughs> we did forget to to mention, uh, Lexi, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, so I actually can't drink alcohol for health reasons. So I have celebratory celery juice in a wine glass. Mm, showing nice. them can't see. So <laughs> I'm holding up my wine glass. That, that'll get you a nice little, a little tipsy right there. Uh, wait, wait, why is celebratory celery juice? Is that like a brand or? That's just what I call it. I mean, I started drinking it like when I was launching my first courses Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be fancy. So like at the end of my launch, I would pour myself celery juice in a wine glass and then celebrate. And so it kind of just turned into what I call it now. Do you make your own celery juice or is this like something you go to the grocery and you're like, I'm looking for the celery juice aisle. I cheat. I get the the bottled celery juice. <laughs> bottled celery juice. Yes. Is the bottled celery juice better than when you juice it yourself? Because I'm gonna say yes because they add extra stuff into it. Okay, because my what? wife and I have been like juicing celery recently, and every time she's like, "Steve, drink this," I'm like, mm, "That smells like feet. I do not want to put that in my mouth." <laughs> so something that doesn't smell like feet, I would be much more prone to try drinking. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, it kind of tastes like it smells, so... Ooh. <laughs> but, I mean, it's healthy, so there we go. <laughs> it's like a zero... Um, like, you don't take on any calories with that, right? Like, is that my understanding of celery? I think you're thinking Those of you... actual celery, where it's like you burn more calories chewing it than That's what it, it gives you your body. Yeah. If you're juicing it and drinking it, you're you're not burning as many calories because you're not doing the work. Oh, I chew while I drink. I'm, I'm, I do I was, like the whole thing. <laughs> I was going to say, unless like you got out of stone and you were actually like juicing it yourself, grinding, like grinding it down. Grinding yeah. down. Lexi, do you grind your own celery juice? <laughs> I tried. You tried. A few times, yes. <laughs> so not only did you go to the grocery to buy celery juice, you at one point went to the grocery. Um, I'm looking for your juicing grinding section. I'm, I, <laughs> uh, I just want to grind my own celery. Yes, I've attempted to do that without a juicer. It did not work well. <laughs> so now that we've confirmed that Lexi is healthier than both of us, um, I just want to know yes. what other healthy things are you drinking and eating? that will shame us into being better people. I mean, that's basically it. I just try to try to eat healthy. Like I stopped eating out. Um, I have a lot of diet restrictions because of health Mm. stuff too. So I am like, I don't eat red meat. I don't eat gluten. I don't eat dairy, but everything else is good. So just celery. (laughs) Yeah. Celery, cardboard, water. Celery, cardboard, water. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so my my wife was recently diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's disease, which is like an uh-huh. autoimmune disease. So like she's not supposed to do gluten, dairy, uh, soy, 
And yeah, it's, it's, it's been a real life changer for us. That's why I've been juicing celery recently. And by I've been, I mean, my wife has been, and then she's been trying to get me to drink it with her. And I'm like, I can go everywhere else with you on this diet journey. I can't do celery juice though. I can do everything else, but it's been rough. That's why I was hoping like you had maybe some more tips and uh, tricks for us as far as the health stuff goes. Yeah. I mean, it's been pretty recent, so I'm like in the process of trying to figure out how to eat yeah. <laughs> right now, um, without all the stuff. So I don't really have any tips yet. Um, yeah, not really. It's just a matter of like adding things back in and seeing. So are you doing like an elimination diet or something right now? Yeah, Cause that's, we, that's what we're doing. Um, no, and by we're doing, I mean, hard. mostly my wife is doing <laughs> Yeah. I'm like half there with her. I'm like, I'll eat whatever you're eating when I'm with you. But when I'm not with you, I'll go back to like my, my terrible off. ways. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I'm a terrible partner. I, I'm so bad. <laughs> At least you try. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I feel healthier when I'm with her and eating things with her, which is most of the yeah, time. Because when you were with me, I didn't feel healthy at all. <laughs> Every day with you was a cheat day. You're like, let's get pizza. Let's get cheeseburgers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dustin. I had, and then I was I like, three let's days. down beers with all of this. <laughs> hey, I, I would do that if I could. <laughs> you just need to come up with some sort of an alcoholic celery drink. There we go. Like, that can be... celery ferment? Is that? Celery ferment? Is that like a camp kombucha kind of thing? Oh man, that doesn't sound very good though. I mean, celery juice already doesn't taste that great. <laughs> <laughs> you drink it like it does. You're, you're like, it's Dude, in my, yeah. my wine goblet. And then, man, it's tasty. <laughs> Wait, so other than celery juice, do you drink kombucha? I don't. don't? Doesn't, doesn't kombucha have caffeine in it? Some does, yeah. Some yeah, kombucha has caffeine, have- some can have <laughs> alcohol. Like, it, it gets wild in that world. Nice. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never like. We have a friend that's currently brewing or fermenting her own. That's so nice. yeah, we're like curious to see how that goes. Yeah. Are you gonna try it? Probably not. Kombucha <laughs> is to me worse than celery juice. I'm just gonna throw that out there. What yeah. does it taste like? If you imagine all the bad parts of celery juice, just times them by ten, and that's kombucha. So. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my opinion. My okay. wife actually likes some kombucha, but not all of it. I'll stay far away from that. <laughs> There's so many different types. You know, you could probably find one you like if it agrees with your dietary needs. Um, but Lexi, we wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about photography and Photoshop and all that kind of stuff. Oh, photography. Yeah. We oh, talk about that sometimes. I forgot about it. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Dustin and I were just kind of wondering, um, mm-hmm. when did you start shooting? So I started in 2013. That was my senior year of high school. And I oh, like, Lexi, I, you're killing us. You were killing us. We were both like out of college by then. We're so old. Jeez. <laughs> Steve, we're ancient. I yeah. feel old. <laughs> we, we were, we, just to give you some reference, yeah. Steven and I come from a day where they didn't have juicers. <laughs> Oh That's goodness. not true, Dustin. That is not true. <laughs> All juice once was ground, grinded with stones and mallets. Y'all are prehistoric, then. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I witnessed, uh, I witnessed the microwave being invented. I'm just you know, it's out. just a real treat for us boomers to get to talk to to someone so much younger. <laughs> That's Gives true. us hope in the future. Jeez. Wow, this got off the rails real fast. Um, great, 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 great. I didn't see any rails. Where were the rails? Yeah, I don't think so, they started to begin with. 2013, you started shooting yeah. when you were a senior in high school. I did, yes. Um, so I had absolutely no idea what like professional photography was all about because my parents just didn't get professional photos done. Mm-hmm. And so I had no idea have no pictures of me growing up. Um, And then my friends actually wanted me to model for them, um, like as my senior portraits. And they took me to this tiny little patch of flowers, like out by their driveway. And then they showed me how to 
like manipulate the angles and stuff to make it look like it was a huge field of flowers instead of just like a little patch of flowers. And I remember I just fell in love with the editing process and they didn't even show me a lot of it, but I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> so ever since then, like that, that's how I got started basically. And I got my um, DSLR, my first DSLR that summer and mm -hmm. the rest is history. Nice. Yeah. Do, do any of those friends still shoot? They do. Yeah. Oh, awesome. They're, they're in my photography group right now, and it's so cool. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Wow. That's yeah. great. I mean, uh, I'm friends with basically like zero of my friends from high school still, so uh, I love <laughs> hearing that it's a possibility for some people who it are is. better I'm, at maintaining have... social relationships than I am. <laughs> I only have like three of them left, but still. <laughs> so do they have other jobs, or are they like full-time photographers, or...? No, they're just hobbyists or like they, they do some sessions, but that's not their job at all. Um, okay. And that's how I was for a long time too, until like 2018, I started getting into it like full time. Mm -hmm. so yeah. It's been quite a journey <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's why a lot of photographers have trouble maintaining friendships from high school is because like those people go on to have nine to fives and then we're working like nights and weekends and all crazy hours. And yeah. it's very hard to relate to those people after that point. Yeah. Sometimes it is. I feel that like now too, with my, with my group of friends, cause I don't know anyone who's like an entrepreneur. It's mm -hmm. basically me and everyone else is working nine to five. So it's, it's really hard. I forget they work and I'll ask them to like hang out in the middle of the day and they'll be like, <laughs> we're normal people with jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, so am I. I'm a normal person with a job. Yes. Just a better I one. just created that job and I'm in charge of that job. I'm my own yes. boss at that job. So, yes. So, you, you can go suck it because I need better friends now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. And this is why I have no friends. There we go. That's why I have this podcast. Like, this. <laughs> sorry i don't feel My bad for you at says all. i shouldn't cry your therapist is wrong you should cry a lot wow so you've been shooting for the past seven years it sounds like yeah it's been about and seven years. two years in the professional deep end yep for sure <laughs> nice yeah and at what point were you like I have, I've been shooting, I feel like I've accrued enough knowledge, like, I feel like I need, was was it like you felt like you needed to start teaching other people, or you just wanted to do it? Like, what was the impetus there that made you kind of, like, dovetail into this teaching segment of your life that you're in now? Um, well, I really wanted to. Um, I think it was just, like, I'm kind of like a, a mindfulness hippie, so I like to meditate and stuff, and that's kind of how I build my business is I'll just like meditate and then I'll get a gut feeling for like which path I should go down, and it seems weird <laughs> and kind of woo-woo, but um, yeah. Uh, that's not that weird. Like I go up for runs, and that's how I figure out what I want to do, and by runs, I mean brisk walks, and by brisk walks, I mean I have a beer in the backyard, you know? <laughs> Well, watching a neighbor run. Yeah. Or go yeah. on, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so it was just a feeling like it was something I really, really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of kept putting it off on the back burner because I didn't know like all of the tech stuff or like how to do any of the technical stuff behind it. And then it was just like things started falling into my lap. Like I would just watch these webinars that were just about like, teaching and creating courses and stuff for like absolutely no reason. And I totally thought I was wasting time. And then when I got the idea to start making the courses, it was like, I could use all that knowledge that I had been watching for so long, just for fun. And so I was able to get the course up like within 30 days. It was nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So then like your knowledge, as far as like everything you do when you're shooting, when you're editing, like where does that come from? Is that just like watching like stuff on YouTube? Did you go to school for it? Or like, what's the, like, how, how did you evolve as like a photographer on your own? It was just trial and error for the most part. Um, I was a biology student and I ended up dropping out of that program 
And then I went to school to get my photography degree. But at that point, I had already developed a style and I already pretty much knew everything that they were teaching. <laughs> um, That's always frustrating. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I would say the majority of it, you definitely like don't have to go to school to learn how to do it. Um, but I think like education, like getting taught by a mentor who's doing it is so important. Like I've taken a few courses that way. And then a lot of it was just me pressing buttons until I figured out what I wanted. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, it takes a lot longer than if you were to like sit down and like learn from a course, but that's how I did it. <laughs> how did you sort of develop the unique style that you have? I honestly, I can't answer that question. Everyone always asks me and it's just, it, I don't know. Like I've spent so long trying to like figure out a style and I don't think I realized that I did have a style Mm -hmm. And it was kind of happening. And then when I realized that like all of my pictures were like coming out this certain way and there's like certain things that I do to every photo to make them all look the same. And then you kind of like streamline that and it gets a lot easier. You get a lot more consistent as you go. So that's what, basically what I do. Walk me through a little bit this consistent editing process. Are you Dustin using... has struggles with consistency in his editing. Yes. That's why he wants to know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, you, you mean like my workflow? Yeah, workflow. Yeah. That's the good yeah. professional way. Okay. So usually I take the pictures into Lightroom and then I just do like the basic adjustments and then I put it into Photoshop and then everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, but I like to use selective color. That's like okay. my my secret weapon and it's like taboo in the photography world like everyone's like don't use selective color <laughs> but sure. that's honestly what I do to edit my photos I use that um and I use like the hue saturation and those are the two settings that I always like mess around with okay when you yeah. say selective color what mm -hmm. do you mean because I've looked at a lot of your photos and I don't see a lot where it's like everything's black like, and think, white yeah, except think... for one color which yeah. is what most people think of when they think of selective color. So can you break that down for us a little bit? Yeah, it's an adjustment layer in Photoshop. Yeah. So you basically go in and then you can tweak the colors. So like you can go into the blues or like the neutrals or the blacks, and then you can add certain colors into it. So it doesn't have to be black and white and then one color. It can be like you take something that's blue, like a blue wall, and you can change it to be a red wall or a pink wall mm -hmm. or something like that. So it's really awesome because there's a lot of stuff you can do with it and you don't have to be limited by like what's actually there the colors in your physical environment if that makes sense yeah and i think looking at your work that's kind of what gives it some of that like fantastical kind of like dreamlike essence to it is it feels yeah. like you're playing with the colors a lot and uh there's like a lot of like rainbows and a lot of um pinks and blues <laughs> like it's it's very it's very happy work like it it makes me happy to look at your work <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's what I try for. So I'm glad it's, it's. Do you, do you ever have clients that um, don't understand the level of manipulation behind your work? Or is there like an education in that process where you show up to the photos and the clients are like, I don't understand. Like there's no pink flowers here. Like I don't understand. Like I don't see any <laughs> butterflies. Honestly, I think that's why like I stand out in my area for the most part is because people like the people who aren't photographers, they can't understand like, they're like, Whoa, how'd you do that? And right. it's just really cool to show them like the before and the after. Cause I don't edit the photos until after they pick the ones they want edited. So they get to see oh. what it looks like beforehand and they get to see like their actual photo, you know? And so it's, it's really cool to kind of show them that process. And sometimes I'll film um, like do a speed edit and I'll send them the video so they can see like how much manipulation is involved too. And I really like doing that because I, I think a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into editing. And mm -hmm. so if I can like educate and make it entertaining, like I'd love to do that. <laughs> I love that because ever... then it's like, you didn't like the photo and you want your money back. Can't you see how much work I did though? <laughs> like, come on, come on. Like per minute for your editing. It's like, <laughs> here's minute. the exact time card i know i made oh. a time lapse and it's still 30 minutes no I'm joking but... <laughs> yeah. no to be honest like that's how some of the edits are so do you find your clients like giving you input now that you've been doing this so long where they're like oh i really want to see like 
purple flowers instead of blue flowers or i really want to see a pink sky versus you know like are they starting to influence your editing versus you say whoa 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 back (laughs) off bro like this is my art let me do my thing and make this masterpiece for you and then you hang it on your wall you look at it you be happy and we'll call it a day For the most part, I try to stay away from that approach. Um, like I have my creative work that I do for me, but when I'm working with clients, I always try to like create the image that they have in mind to the best of my ability. Um, sometimes I have to say them have, sometimes I have to tell them no for certain things, but for the most part, I try like, they'll come to me and be like, oh, can we do like a session with mermaids? And I'll be like, sure, let's do it. And then we, it's kind of like a collaborative process. Mm-hmm. So we talk about how we can do that with, the tools that I have available and then stuff like that. So, yeah. So the gloves are off. Uh, Your clients are going to listen to this. Let's just be honest. It's only (laughs) photographers listening. What's the weirdest thing a client has asked for? The weirdest thing? Oh, yeah. I think it was probably when they asked me to, like, Photoshop their clothes and their jewelry differently. Like, they wanted me actually go into photoshop and remove their necklaces and stuff because they decided they didn't want them in the photo (laughs) they chose to wear the necklaces i'm so angry for you (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was cool because i got to like i i had never done that before and so like i took it as a challenge and i did it and it worked out well so there was a learning process involved but i for sure that's definitely the weirdest thing (laughs) i've been asked to do oh that is crazy Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hate I, I hate crazy Photoshop requests. Yeah, I don't. I just send it off though. I just send it <laughs> off. You send so, it off. What What is the What's the most challenging thing you've had to do in Photoshop for one of your clients? Ooh, um, I think probably like with anything where they ask me to do something that I've never done before, and I'm like I do tell them up front. I'm like, okay, this is the first time I'm trying this. Um, but I think it's just like fear of the unknown because I have the skills to make it work for the most part, yeah. but it's like frozen Two just jumped right into my head on that one <laughs> into the I unknown, into the unknown. Oh, I yeah. still want to see it. That should be your anthem. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's just with anything like trying something new for a client is has been like the hardest thing, but then you get over that and then you learn how to do that. So you can do it for all of the other clients as well. So it's just constantly a learning process and I haven't really said no to anything. So, and it's worked out pretty well. I just like to dive in. Would you say no to a wedding? Yes. That oh, I put. That I hard stop. Yeah. Hard stop. You, you don't want to go through and add your magical talents to like, 800 to 1,000 photos. I know. That's exactly why. I don't, and I don't want to uh, like mess with the bridezillas either because <laughs> that stresses me out. Just say like, hey, I'm shooting weddings now, but I'm not taking bridezillas. Like <laughs> that's, you know, if you're very upfront with, you know, you know people. I'm just going to throw this out there. Dustin's been shooting for at least 10 years. My wife and I have been doing weddings for 10 years. The fear every photographer has is that there's going to be bridezillas who ruin their business or whatever. And in 10 years, my wife and I, I don't think we've ever had somebody we would classify as a bridezilla. Like oh, I have. your, oh, yeah. your personality attracts like the kind of clients that you want to work exactly. with for the most part, which is why yeah. Dustin gets point. some bridezillas. And your price point. <laughs> So if you start your prices high, typically that eliminates the crazy. Right. Wow. <laughs> See, everybody I know is like, I don't want to raise my prices because I'm afraid I'll get bridezillas then. <laughs> no, that's just when you get momzillas. Momzillas come at the higher price point because they're in there living vicariously through their daughters because they're like, I'm spending this much money. I want all of the things. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I've realized that trend, too, in, like, portrait photography. Mm-hmm. The higher you raise your prices, like, the better clients you get. It's easier. And that's what I tell my brides when they're like, why are you so expensive? You're like, I just want better clients. Yeah. Like you. Like <laughs> I want you. you to be a better client to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes with you spending another $1,000. <laughs> that's great. We're going to spend another $1,000 today. For you, this is like counseling. 
it's just for your <laughs> wedding though and it's to your photographer not a counselor it's, it's gonna this, make you a better this, person this works on a sliding scale lexi too so if your portrait clients are ever like starting to be questionable like you're like oh man i don't know if this portrait clients for me they're not that good you just call them back and say, I have to charge you more because it's going to make you an even better client. I'm helping you to help me. That's a great idea. I'm going to take that advice. It's going into my business webinar. There we go. I'll let you know how that goes. Perfect. So Lexi, how long have you been doing the, uh, the teaching side of your business for where you're teaching other photographers, like how to edit, how to add, like, different elements and things, how to work with Photoshop and Lightroom and stuff to create different sorts of looks, styles, effects with their photos? Not very long since November. Oh, wow. So, nice. Yeah. Fresh. It's it fresh. Months. Yeah. And it's really been amazing, too. Like, I already have a lot of students, and it's so fun. I realized I love teaching. I think I love that more than the actual, like, photography side of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I just want people to, like, have the resources to make, like, creative art. So and tell us a little bit about this teaching platform. Like, are you, like, doing, like, what we're doing right now? Like, are you one-on-one? Is this, like, a pre-recorded teaching class? Or how are yeah. you, as somebody who's never done any kind of teaching? Damn, Dustin, do a fucking Google search, okay? <laughs> I'm just I messing around. Just got new routers, man. That came off Don't real work. harsh. I realized as I was like halfway through it, I was like, "This is much harsher than I mean this to be." I'm sorry, <laughs> Dustin. I'm also okay. sorry, Lexi. You had to to witness that. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I have two different things that I'm doing right now. So what I have available right now is just a Photoshop course. So mm-hmm. it's a five week course. And then it's a little bit different from just teaching Photoshop. Cause I realized like the number one objection to people not learning how to use Photoshop was time. Mm-hmm. Like they thought sure. it take hours and hours to sit there. And so I developed a system that has a whole bunch of videos that are less than 10 minutes. And then I put them in an order. So they all build off each other. And then you only have to commit 10 minutes a day to finish it. And so that like busts the time objection. And so I realized I've been able to reach a lot of people that way um, because that was like the huge thing that was holding people back. And I try to break it down as much as I can. And they're all pre-recorded videos. So you get like as much time as you need to finish it too. But then I also have like personal personalized help in the Facebook group. So they can like ask questions and I'll make them videos and like go over and make sure they're understanding everything because that's really important to me. Like if they don't understand it, I will literally make a video for them or call them or whatever, just to make sure that they understand. So it's a mix between like self work and then getting support, like personalized support. That's well. amazing. Cause I feel like a lot of educational courses don't have that kind of relationship with the person making them where like you can actually get that like, Hey, this is my feedback. This is what I'm struggling with. And that person's like, let me help you out with that. Let me, you know, make you a video that'll teach you how to do this to get you through that. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I noticed too. So I was like, I really wanted to make it hands-on and I like teaching too. So I'm like, I want to be in there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So it's a win-win. So how would you describe your ideal client for your educational platform? If somebody um, like pinned you down and forced you to do that. <laughs> I'd say, like people who are wanting to transition from Lightroom to Photoshop um, Mm -hmm. or beginners who are just wanting to jump into Photoshop. So I mainly focus on people who are beginners, beginners with editing or beginners with Photoshop. Um, And then, but I can also go into like people who are intermediate of Photoshop too, because I do teach like my own style and the fine art style as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say anyone who's wanting to learn how to create magical fine art pictures that will help them like stand out in their market oh cool nice yeah i might have to buy one of these uh training things (laughs) for my uh sister oh really wow damn doesn't buy it for yourself first come on give it a test run you (laughs) asshole my my sister is really into the um magical portraits uh where she lives, she does a lot of mermaid sessions. Oh, oh I cool. love mermaid sessions. I do where, those too. Yeah, she lives on the in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And okay. so 
she she makes the t- mermaid tails herself and then so she does very similar where she's like dropping in these like magical skies and giving all the photos like this very like ethereal type look Dustin we've been doing this podcast for over two years now on a weekly basis why have you never told me this about your sister before (laughs) um because I'm the only photographer in my family that I care about well I guess you know now when listeners listen to this they'll be like this is why Steve has been so mean and harsh to Dustin this whole time so it could be because I'm like secretly bitter that I've been a photographer for over a decade wanting to shoot more weddings and things in South Carolina and my family who lives there has never referred me never gotten me any work and then my sister decides to get into photography like mm, two years ago and she's booked every single weekend doing weddings and then every single day doing portraits um yeah it's just like is that really what you want to say about your sister with her sweet baby right now is this is this really the bitterness you want to bring onto this podcast bud yeah yeah okay i mean i thought i was being the bitter one this episode just you know harshly like taking you down a peg every single time but you you just want to bring this on yourself now myself a peg If you just want to peg yourself for us, that's cool. Mm, uh, (laughs) Leave that to you. Leave it to you. So, Lexi, you recently posted in your Facebook group that your marketing slash ad funnel for your educational stuff had Mm -hmm. um, become profitable. And I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that because I don't use a marketing ad funnel for like anything that I do. I don't, I don't think Dustin does either. Maybe that's something we should institute for the podcast, but (laughs) we haven't. (laughs) So, um, like what is your, what's your goal there? And like, how did you turn that into something that actually turned a profit for you? So first off, I'm going to say I'm still in the process of figuring it out. So I'm in no, by no means like, a professional at like making sales funnels and stuff. Um, I have a lot of help like coaches and stuff, but, um, basically it's just a way to reach more people and utilize Facebook ads. Um, so I wanted to reach other photographers at high volume, but I didn't know how to run ads. And so, um, we just developed a system. Um, basically what a sales funnel is, is you usually offer like some sort of value. So in this case, I have a free like fine art training. And then after people watch it, if they decide we're a good fit, they'll jump into my Photoshop course. And so that's how I've been able to reach um, more people than I would just organically from my group because my group is growing, but it's slow and I want to like get the word out to everybody. (laughs) So that's kind of how a sales funnel works. And then, um, it can take a while to find things that work because like, like testing ads and stuff because the Facebook algorithm won't pick all of them to show to people or to work and stuff. And so it's quite a process of just like testing the right ads and it's been really interesting, but I think it, it's such a valuable resource, especially for photographers because they can use this. Like my clients are photographers that I, that I want to attract on Facebook, but photographers can also use it to attract clients for mm-hmm. photo shoots as well. And I think it's so important because a lot of people don't know how to do it or get confused by it. And so I feel like, like sales funnels aren't used a lot in this niche. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would definitely be something to look into for photographers wanting to attract more clients too, would be to like create a webinar or give some sort of free value in exchange. The the problem if Steve and I ran a sales funnel is we have no value add. Um, (laughs) So that's kind of where the rub is. We'll take this episode we just made with Lexi and we'll put it all behind the Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) We'll take like five minutes of her explaining what a sales funnel is and then we'll just put that on Facebook. There we go. That's most of the ads I see on Facebook Facebook now are for photographers teaching other photographers how to run a sales funnel. And yeah. it's their sales funnel that's like bringing them in to teach them how to. That's how you know it works. When you get sucked into the sales funnel, that's how you know it's a good person to learn from. In a funnel within a funnel within yeah. a funnel learning about funnels. Yeah. Yeah. I Perfect. think it would be really cool, though, like once I get good at it and figure out how to do it, like without a coach helping me. I'd like to branch into that, like teaching other photographers how to 
create funnels like that for their own clients and stuff. So then you have to create a mini course about making sales funnels and then say, <laughs> oh, by the way, if you liked this and you would like to hear the last five minutes of my presentation, oh, the last my five minutes, sign up here. It's where all the goods are, you know, shown. <laughs> pull back the curtain. There we go. Yes, I'll make a funnel for a funnel. <laughs> hey. I love it. I love it. It's like uh, you watch the first 90 minutes of this movie. If you want to find out who the murderer was, head over to our website for the last five minutes. (laughs) That's terrible. I feel like a lot of a lot of sales funnels do it that way. (laughs) That's great. Whenever you guys say funnel, though, I just think of funnel cakes. Maybe it's the Midwest (laughs) in me. I don't don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't had sugar. I'm more of a fan of elephant ears, personally. Like if if we're just going there, fair food. That sounds like like that's more of a personal problem. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it a problem, bud. Uh, Depends on your figure, bud. Oh. And if you like big ears, I guess I don't. I don't really know. I don't know where you're going with this. So, Lexi, as you work on educating more and more photographers, do you, um, it sounds like you're very, you're very passionate about teaching. Um, do you ever worry as you teach more photographers, especially photographers who might be in your same market, about like helping the competition out or like training up your competition to directly compete with you? Yeah, well, I think like in the beginning, that's what stopped me from making the course. Um, because the people who I would talk to about my idea, they're like, well, you're just going to create more competition for yourself. And then, but it's like, you start thinking about it and really the impact that I want to make, like there's only so much I can do by myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want to create lasting impact in order to do that. I can't just utilize my own skills. So I would rather teach other photographers how to do stuff and so we can like create a movement, an artistic movement <laughs> together. So I'm really into like community over competition. And to be honest, like everyone's style is different. Mm-hmm. I think there's so much room to have people doing the same thing because they're all going to have specific looks, specific ways of doing things, specific personalities that resonate with different types of people. And so that hasn't really been much of a concern to me at all. Um I just, I think, like, I should spread the word out as much as I can, you know? Sure. I love that. I love that approach to the whole thing. It's perfect. Perfect. (laughs) It's perfect because it agrees with my own thoughts on everything, but, you know. And it goes against everything (laughs) I stand for. (laughs) (laughs) So, Lexi, if you're cool with it... um, we want to do like uh, some Q and A with you. It's just like weird questions we found on Facebook. <laughs> Is that something you feel comfortable with doing? Let's try it. Yeah, I'm down. All right. Slightly scared, but down. <laughs> let's do some Q and A. But, but Steve, Malik from a random Facebook group asked, "I'm confused. What exactly does Lightroom do? What?" is different about it from photoshop and i added some words in there because it wasn't like yeah no read it read it the way it was written Ah. dustin (laughs) yes please do i went to lengths to copy and paste this for you (laughs) yeah i'm sure grammarly was like uh what are you thinking it was super upset with me it threw up so many red and green lines (laughs) all right from the top all right malik from a random facebook group asked the following i'm confused what exactly Lightroom do? What it different from Photoshop? <laughs> well, am I supposed to answer this like seriously? Well, Malik, you should start with Microsoft Word and learn yes. how to use appropriate grammar when asking questions in a public forum. What exactly yes, grammar do, Dustin? You want to <laughs> tell me that? You want to tell me how when my clients come to me, what grammar do for me? Okay, because I'm working on my salesmanship here, and I want to know how your salesmanship different from my salesmanship. Okay, what it different? Uh, I, I think I proved my point. My images speak volumes. My images speak volumes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if we're answering the question <laughs> as if it was written with good grammar, um, 
Take it away, Lexi. <laughs> Take it away. Yeah. Um, I would say the main difference is just there's so many elements that you can utilize in Photoshop that aren't available in Lightroom. Like you can't composite in Lightroom. That's the main thing that I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can't take the colors as much. You can't cut things out of a background. I don't know. To me, I've just always been a, a Photoshop girl because I can do more with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if somebody came to you and they're like, Lexi, I can't seem to, I can't, I'm having trouble creating these, uh, let's call them fake IDs in Lightroom. <laughs> Would you be able to help me out with them in Photoshop? <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Photoshop girl per se. Would you be able to assist me? You would say. I would say, what exactly do you need those for? <laughs> Art. Uh -huh. <laughs> you sound like a Photoshop criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. taking you to I'm Photoshop jail. and I'm going to lock you up for a long Photoshop time. <laughs> Put me in that Adobe. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty tempting. I would be tempted to say yes to that. <laughs> I mean, fake IDs is where the money at, right? So that's, that's how I taught myself Photoshop. <laughs> so Eric from a random Facebook group asks, I'm working on an edit and I just need to know how many de-shelled turtles in underwear is too many to Photoshop into my headshot? Wow. What? <laughs> I would say no amount of D shell turtles is too many. D shell Let's turtles just... in underwear is too many to Photoshop. So into... I think to get into the headspace, Alexi, I gotta know. Um, when yeah. you when you say that, are you thinking like, like, like little turtles that crawl on the ground? Or are you thinking like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'm thinking of like the actual turtles. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. in underwear without a shell and then like just make a backdrop <laughs> full of them. <laughs> just like mm. the entire backdrop. Why are these turtles wearing underwear though? Like that's what gets me. <laughs> the I don't shell know. is the underwear. Is it? I thought the shell was the clothes. But the shell's on the top. Like how, how does that... <laughs> wrap all the way around like it's not so just 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 processes when you imagine a turtle, turtle biology when you, when you imagine a turtle wearing clothes it's like oh. it puts the dress the suit whatever over the shell yes i would say yes i have to look back at pictures of franklin isn't franklin a turtle oh yeah <laughs> did franklin even have pants i think that's the real question <laughs> Right, and he just wore a shirt, and that was only when he did sports. Normally, he just had yeah. a little bandana, handkerchief thing, and a hat. <laughs> 1997. I was too old to be watching Franklin. Franklin was Donald Ducking. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> this whole time, Franklin's been naked. Is that... <laughs> this whole time, we've been showing our children pornography. Turtle. <laughs> Turtle pornography. This whole wow, time. yikes. Um, Nick from a random Facebook group asked question. <laughs> I did some family minis this fall, and despite having a specific location, I had one family insist on moving to another. It wasn't far, but I purposely didn't go there because it was always crazy busy. There were three other groups doing photos on this bridge when we got there. I agreed to Photoshop out some kids that were playing on the top of the bridge, but now... The mom is asking to have the blanket her kids were sitting on photoshopped out. What would your response be? I feel like if this was going to be an issue, something should have been said before the photos were taken, right? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I might have a weird answer for this, but I'd say yes, I would do it. I do it in some of my for some of my clients already. So I don't know. I don't see a big problem with that. <laughs> I guess it's just like asking to get the do necklace. You, do you charge extra for these kind of requests or do you just like do it? I do if they ask me for it to be done, but sometimes I'll go in and see a photo and I'll be like, this would look better. So if it comes from my own brain, if I decide to remove it, I don't mm -hmm. charge them extra. Mm -hmm. But if, so if, like, in your own brand, you're like, this person would look better with a peg leg. <laughs> I'm going to take their leg off. 
Don't worry, I'm not charging for that amputation. <laughs> and then they have a unique portrait. Like, exactly. <laughs> I saw I saw this sweet three year old baby girl. Um, I th- I just thought I thought she would look better with peg leg, a hook hand, a bandana over her head, and an eye patch over one of her eyes. Like that is what spoke to me when I saw her. And if with you me see binge watching Pirates of the Caribbean, the the, pa- the parrot flying into the frame. It's about to land on her shoulder. Like this is this is just what like her essence, her aura spoke to me. Like we were vibing the whole time, and that's the vibe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Is that how you sell it to the parents of the children? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Cool. But if they're like, "Hey, can you give my daughter a peg leg?" You'd be like, "That's gonna be I some cheddar." Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be some cheddar. Like, I had a Peter Pan thing going with your daughter. Peg leg doesn't really fit with Peter Pan. So, oh, you're really killing me here. Got to charge more to combine the two themes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Peg leg Peter Pan. Pirate Peter Pan. Wow. (laughs) You're right. That I would definitely charge extra for. There we go. (laughs) I mean, that takes a lot of work. That takes some heart and some soul, you know? It's like maybe a pirate eating, like, Peter Pan peanut butter. Why does your brain always go to peanut butter? It's a gift and a curse, Stephen. (laughs) Has this happened before? (laughs) Uh, My blood is part peanut butter. It's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. it was something I was born with. We had a conversation with the guys who run the company Giphy, and Dustin spent like half the time, which I had to cut out of the episode, uh, asking them about Jif peanut butter, and I was like. (laughs) What is going on with your brain right now, Dustin? I just have this genius marketing plan for them where I said you guys should set up a second booth and have it. Oh, gosh. No, away. no, no. You, I didn't cut this out of the other episode for you to put it in in a future episode. <laughs> no. I'm just going to work it in to every episode. From sure from a out. random Facebook group says, can I just draw someone into a photo of they weren't there? What's the worst that could happen? Were you like in the photography group, Stephen, called like, we don't speak proper grammar for photographers? Those are the only (laughs) photography groups I'm in that are are worth being in for the sake of this podcast. There's a lot of great groups out there, and I try to stay far away from them. The the deep, deep Appalachian shoot and share group? Maybe. Who knows? I can't divulge my secrets. I mean, if they know I'm in there, they're going to kick me out. So so you have to every now and then sprinkle in your own questions that sound yeah. like this. Yeah. You know how it is. Every once in a while, Esteban de Als uh, just says a few random things. You know? Maybe all of these questions that you're reading me, you actually wrote. <laughs> that oh would gosh. require a lot more creativity from oh, Steven. I would have to be much, much smarter. Not if you actually wanted to know the answer to the questions. But well, I mean, you were asking. Them. I do want to know the answer to the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's okay. not throw that possibility out. I am here to learn. <laughs> okay, so the question was: If you draw someone in, yeah. what's the worst that could go wrong? Yeah, what's the worst that could say, happen? I would say nothing. Bad can happen if you make it a stick figure drawing. <laughs> I have a feeling that they're asking um, if you can drop someone into a photo that they weren't there. Oh, drop, not draw. I mean, I, I mean, we can go about it as if they meant draw, like literally hand Does draw it somebody or drop. It says draw. It says draw. draw. Dustin wants to believe something else. <laughs> I'm, I have to believe. Dustin can't take questions on... at face value. <laughs> no, I like to dig deeper. Oh. <laughs> Pretend Shore is right here in front of me. It's a, yeah, you know, I'm sure you're a fantastic artist, Shore. I'm, I'm sure that you are an exquisite illustrator. But Dustin, are you sure? Is that how you knew me? I pulled this one from the Appalachian Photographers Club? <laughs> yep. Yep. And I'm a big fan of the Appalachian Photographers Club. Um, great mountain folk. Um, but I'm assuming they were implying they'd like to drop someone into a photo 
and that sure. person wasn't in that original photo. Like, like composite like a sequence of photos where they have a person that's like dropping, <laughs> like, <laughs> like bungee jumping in. <laughs> Yeah. They like to just take the photo and turn it into an animated GIF of one person just dropping in. Yeah, exactly. They just they drop and then they splat on the ground and then there's just a pool of blood and everybody in the family like progressively their faces just kind of melt off. Like what is going on here? This is giving me ideas for my next potential viral photo shoot. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Call them bungee jump mini sessions. There we go. One family member comes to the studio, you shoot a sequence of bungee jump photos, and then the rest of the family shows up at a beautiful park. Go. <laughs> Except there's nowhere to bungee jump around here. You'd have they to don't. do it like, off the roof of their car or something. <laughs> you just hang a zip tie from like the top of your garage or something. And... There we go. <laughs> Tree branch. Tree branch. A zip tie? <laughs> mm-hmm. A z- zip tie. Long, long ball of yarn. So, Lexi, if our listeners, if they want to find out more about you and about what you're doing, um, where can they go to find that online? They can find me on Facebook. <gasps> Awkward Photog dash Alexa Machado Photography. And I also run a group there, too. And that one's just for everyone to join. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, um... When they go to your Facebook, are they going to find any like cool stuff there? Do you have like some some posts that went viral that might be up or anything like that? Yeah. So I like combining comedy and photography. So I do have series where I actually create like musical skits about being a photographer. So that's what they're going to find when they first come to my page. And then some viral memes and photo shoots, um, particularly one I just did where I took a couple session with my camera as my boyfriend. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. good looking boyfriend. Hey, you know, no, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't trade him in for anything. W- w- really. w- was it a, was it a Canon? What, what was it? Well, the one that I took a picture of was a Canon rebel, but oh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. have a Canon 5D. So. Whoa, you've already traded up? I wow. did. Why wow, you it's not you it's, ditched your boyfriend it's already? Oh my god. Actually, that was the one that was actually taking the photos of us. Whoa, so it was a threesome? <laughs> it's really getting kinky. <laughs> I know. Goodness gracious, Lexi. There's just layers upon layers with this viral post you made. Apparently. You know, sometimes sometimes doesn't somebody does your photography for you and you form a connection and you fall in love and you can't help yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so if I were to ask where's the rebel now? Where's the rebel now? I would say the rebel is my ex-boyfriend now because i started dating 5d ouch (laughs) oh 5d you're not concerned about the rebels feelings you're just coming on a public podcast and blasting it out there it's a camera does it have feelings whoa (laughs) wow after everything it did for you on valentine's day (laughs) there we go jeez i hope it got photo credit it did. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Lexi, and talking to us for a little bit about everything that you're doing. It was really amazing talking to you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This was actually really fun for my oh. podcast debut. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. Well, we yeah. hope they're all more fun than this one was. <laughs> Thank you. So at the end of each show, Lexi, we normally do um, just like a little, you know, what we're up to of recent, um, which you are more than happy to partake in if you'd like. Sure. Just like what you're reading, what you're watching, what you what oh, you're dude, into. Totes forgot about that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Lexi, um, you usually close out the show by sharing like things that we're into right now. Um, I just said all of this to you. But now I'm now I'm saying it for the show. This oh, is going to the show. What you said was just for Lexi. This is for the show. And now me saying it's for the show is also for the show. So this is all show now. We're in the show zone. You were in like oh. the, the blank zone, the dead zone. 
Now well, it you're shows technically out. in the blank zone. I mean, look at you. <laughs> it's an audio podcast, Dustin. Come on. So, Lexi, um, what, what would you recommend to our listeners? What have you been into recently? You know, music, movies, photos, any or podcasts. photos, podcasts, <laughs> music, <laughs> movies, books, like anything that's like inter- purely entertainment, not necessarily something like photo related. It, it could be educational, just like not photo related. Something you know, just de-stress, declutter from all the photo stuff we see in our lives. I'd say the biggest thing that comes to mind is guided meditations by the honest guys on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm such a huge fan of them because they do like fantasy meditations, and then they'll like have you create a world like in your mind, and that's what I use to create my creative composites. Because I'll I'll do one of their guided meditations and. And then create work from that. So it's been inspiring me a lot. You so snuck one in on me because never... I said not photo related. And then like you oh. brought it back to being photo well, related. <laughs> no, I'm messing with I you. That was perfect. <laughs> perfect. So walk us through what is a, uh, a guided meditation? Because I um, am as far from Zen as it can get <laughs> if that's rela- related to meditation. Guide Dustin um, on a meditation right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go for it. I can't do that. <laughs> but Take I'll talk about it. Listen, I know you feel like you're meditating when you do that, but what you're really doing is mocking people who meditate. So just, just <laughs> FYI. This is how I meditate. I mean, that's technically a meditation pose. Boom, Steven. <laughs> Lexi, don't side with him. Come on. We need to do more podcasts with Lexi. That's all I'm, I'm putting it there. I'm saying it now. <laughs> I'm Steve, down. If, if Steve's ever sick, Lexi, you're his new stand-in. Okay. Okay. Or even if he's not sick. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> okay, so anyway, you wanted to know what a guided meditation is? Yes. yes. Okay, so basically, um, I, let's see, how do I explain this? Um, it's just like calming music, and then there's a narrator, and they basically just tell you like certain breathing patterns. Um, like they'll tell you to like breathe in through your nose for counts of four and then hold it and then breathe out of your mouth. And that kind of just like calms your nervous system down. And then usually they do a body scan. So it'll tell you to like be aware of certain parts of your body or like any pain that you're feeling. And you just like put your attention to that area and concentrate on it. And that kind of like gets you into the present moment. And then after that, they'll start a guided meditation. So they'll basically just walk you through a story and like ask you questions during it. So they'll be like, Um, what do you hear or they'll tell you what you hear like you hear the wind through the trees or whatever and then they'll give you like some time to picture that and it's just a nice way um, like I have anxiety and so if I get too worked up I just listen to one of those and it kind of just like takes me back to the present moment so what was this called I'm writing this down sounds fantastic yeah it's called the honest guys on youtube honest guys yeah and they do guided meditations youtube youtube is that um is that like a website (laughs) great it's a (laughs) youtube (laughs) i don't know how to answer that question (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry steven and i are very old these new millennial technologies really are um lost on us youtube is like a um it's like a vcr for the internet Mm. Mm. it's just like a like a giant robot device like the matrix that's popping these cassette tapes in yeah yeah you you search for words and the robot finds the vhs that corresponds with your words and then it pops it in and you can watch it in a little screen on your computer there you go little window if i remember correctly you have to make sure you rewind them yes that is a key component of youtube is rewinding Be kind, rewind. <laughs> we should start like a troll, like Instagram, Facebook ad that says like, hey, there's a new update to YouTube. Make sure you rewind your YouTube videos before ending them. Or Doesn't, you can start that right YouTube now. Up. Just get on YouTube on your photography account. Perf- that'd be perfect. And just start commenting on like famous YouTubers and just be like, I can't figure out how to rewind this. I don't know <laughs> if the next person will know where to start. Just leave that comment on every single YouTube you see. Okay. I totally want to do this now. See? That's what this podcast is all about, Lexi, is bad ideas. <laughs> all right. Well, 
we should wrap this up. Um, Steve, what are you into? What you uh, dropped the little ditty that you right. binge watch all of Game of Thrones without telling me about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, binge watch Game of Thrones. Caught up on Shit's Creek. Caught up on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like I'm in. I'm in my zone. You know, I've got, I've got that good, good stuff. The going zone on. of no work because you're binge watching an incredible amount of television. I mean that is also true. It was uh, it was a weird month, dude. I was in a funk, dude. But I'm coming out, dude. Dude, that's why how I, I keep saying, dude, dude. Ah! February. February is a funky month in the Midwest, Lex, because it's like cold and nasty, and we're yeah. not working a lot because nobody wants pictures when it's cold and nasty. You're basically in hibernation. Um, yeah, you know, but it's not like a bear where you're like, I'm so happy because I'm sleeping all the time. It's like I'm miserable because I haven't seen the sun. There if, we go. If I'm going to plug anything to you, Dustin, uh, last night I was listening to an episode of Reply All, a podcast. I know you don't listen to podcasts, but I don't know what those are. There was a guy on it and he like remembered a song from his youth, but he couldn't find the song on the internet. And so they tried to help him figure out what the song was, but they also couldn't find it on the internet. And it's just like this crazy thing. Like they end up like Weird Al song. They no, they end up hiring like a band of musicians, and like the guy comes into a studio in L.A. and like they recreate the song from his memory, and it's just like this wonderful, beautiful thing. It's a video. I, I won't spoil it. No, it's an audio only. It's it's reply all. They just they talk about stuff that happens on the internet, and it's it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's glorious. <laughs> That sounds really interesting. It's it's one of my favorite podcasts. They just they do weird stuff. They had like a whole episode where like they try to track down people like telemarket telemarketing scammers and like they actually like flew to the other side of the world to where the scams were happening and like oh. got into some CD situations while what? trying to track down the story. Like it's it's it, one of my favorite podcasts. It's a yeah. uh, PJ Vo like- and Alex Alex Goldman, like they're just uh, they're they're really weird, interesting guys, and they just research weird stuff. It's great, good times. Like us. I, yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a good part of it. Like it, everybody feels like they could be an Alex or a PJ. So, <laughs> Dustin, what are you into? I don't want you to feel left out. Oh no, I mean. I don't really know. I've not been into too much of it. I, I listened to a couple of great episodes about Imaging USA. Um, you can't plug of, your own podcast on your well, podcast. Well, that's something I've listened to recently, <laughs> which is new for me to listen to. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we should probably call this one quits because I got to look up Casey Neistat's YouTube and leave a bunch of comments about our rewinding them. So... There you go. Yeah. Who Lexi, knows? You might listen and they might actually start putting a rewind button at the end. No, we don't need that. Please click to rewind. Please, please, sir. Dustin, you're killing me. You're killing me, bud. You're killing me tonight. That's Lexi, what I'm here for, Stephen. Thank you so much for sticking with us through the first time we ended, then uh, through Dustin restarting it, and then us ending again. And uh, it's really been a pleasure talking with you tonight. It's been really fun. Thank you for having me. Have a good night, Lexi. I appreciate it. You guys too. <laughs> Have fun. It's a Friday night, and it's still like a young night for you. So yeah, it's like seven o'clock there, right? <laughs> My idea of fun is like photoshopping stuff. Wow, I will send you some wedding photos. Hold on. Oh, Real no, quick. no, no. Weddings. <laughs> have you ever done like a fun bridal portrait session? I have not. I've done one, like I've done a creative one that wasn't technically their wedding, but they wore their wedding dress. Is that kind of along the same yeah. lines? That one yeah, was just something that might force you to shoot a wedding. <laughs> I've shot weddings before. They're just not my thing, man. Mine either, but I still still do them. I admire you to be well, able to do that. Did you say it's not your thing, Dustin? I'm going to cut that out, make a little audio clip of that, and send it out to all of your future brides or potential brides oh. uh, in like a political smear campaign that I'm apparently just now <laughs> coordinating against you. So, man, hey, oh, this has been know. a really great night. Thank you so much, Lexi, for coming on. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's been great, really, like, blazing Dustin up all night, acting like I'm real cross with him when I, I'm really not, but... Hey, I rented my salsa booth out tonight, so I'm I'm super happy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, I gotta go. Gotta Bye. finish a wedding tonight. Speaking of weddings, all right, have a good night. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin is at Dustin underscore McKibben. McKibben. And I'm at Stephen Van Elk. And if you want to find Lexi, she's at, uh, oh, shoot. Shoot. I should have had this queued up. She's at so many places. She's at so many places. should have had this queued up. On the Instagrams, where is she? Because she gave us her Facebook already. On the Instagram, she's at Alexa the Awkward Photog. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. And if you want to join Lexi's Facebook group, all you have to do is search for um, the Awkward Photography Community. I believe. I'll include a link down below in the show notes for people who are interested. It's a really cool community. Um... If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next week after you shoot another Another wedding. wedding. No amount of D-shell turtles is too many. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Wooey!